Welcome to Imagine Radio, featuring insights and opinions from thought leaders and subject matter experts in the HIM and healthcare industry to help you stay educated and informed. Welcome back to Imagine Radio. I'm your host, Todd Youngblood. I could not think of a guest that uh, could be possibly better to kick off day two. I'm just delighted to welcome former Senator Barbara Boxer from the great state of California to the Thank booth. You. Senator, thanks very much for joining great to us be with today. You. Senator, I had the opportunity to listen to you and Mr. Kingrich in the main tent just a few minutes ago, and you used a phrase in your opening comments that really resonated with me, and that was decomplicate. Right. And I would love for you to, if you could, just expand on that a little bit to me. The healthcare system in this country is so complicated. Right. So I love to hear that. Well, again, I don't think it's complicated. It's bifurcated. So I'll explain it. If you take all the people in the country, and I have the numbers, but I won't bore you with the numbers, you've got people who get their health care from their employer. That's a very large amount. It's almost half the people. Then you have people on Medicare who are 65 and older. Then you have the working poor, and we've expanded that under the Affordable Care Act. We have Medicaid. You have the individual market is the exchanges that makes up about 10%. Then, of course, you have veterans health care, and if you're active military, you have health care through that. You have military hospitals and then government-employed doctors. So that's pretty much our system. And, you know, obviously, we know certain parts work better than the others. Medicare is a dream for a lot of people. That's why I support opening it up to people 50 and older. Let them buy into it. It will strengthen Medicare, and it will take the older people off the exchanges and reduce the premiums for everyone on the exchanges. That's just an example. Mm -hmm. But I don't like when people just say, it's too complicated for you people. Don't Just leave it to us. I never went that way. When someone told me it was too complicated for me, I got annoyed. I fought back. So I never, ever said to my people that I represent, this is too complicated for you to understand. Okay. The other members of Congress share that view. I know some do and some don't. I can't can... speak for a soul other than myself. Okay, Honest to God, <laughs> I don't try to. But I do know that for me, it's the way I solve problems. It's just breaking it down and spending a little time simplifying it. And I think I've done it with this, and I know that it doesn't mean the solutions are going to be that easy. Of course not. But the problem is clear. What do we want? We want health care for as many Americans as we can get. And the best way we can deliver it to each group, that's what I want to support. Uh, just I support the idea. It's very gratifying to hear. Take an approach. It's a business person like myself. <laughs> Take a big problem and... and Eat the elephant one bite, of, I bite at a time. Remember, so to speak. I used to be a stockbroker on Wall Street a thousand that. years yes. ago before Wall Street got a bad name. <laughs> you, you used a personal story yourself. So I'm going to use a personal story yeah. to get into a different issue. And, and I'm very interested in your perspective on it based on some of the comments you made here and in the past. I have been on a prescription medication for about five years. It's a no brainer, it's not a big deal, you know, personally. But for the first four years, it cost me $70 for a 90-day supply of this particular medication. In 2017, and I'm going to cheat and look at my notes, it went up 8,100% to $5,700 for the exact same medication. And add insult to injury, my insurance company said I should be happy because they're covering 97% of the cost, which makes it $186,000-something. How can this be? 
How did that happen? It's, it's, I don't think I'm alone. No, you're not. But there's a book out there called An American Sickness by a doctor, Elizabeth Rosenthal. And she's a journalist now, full-time. And she wrote this book. She has an entire section on what has happened with pharmaceuticals. And there's various ways they play it. First, when the, the drug is out there for a certain period of time, you know you can get a generic, which is very inexpensive. But then they'll make a couple of small changes to it. They'll buy out the generic company. No kidding. And you're back in the soup. It's a scandal. And it's one of the things that I said today in my, I enjoyed so much debating with former Speaker Gingrich. Pharmaceuticals are the leading cause or one of the leading causes of this unaffordability. And you are experiencing it experiencing it and you need to read this book because seriously you need to find out why it happened and there will be a trail is medicare negotiating with drug companies a part of this i see you smiling (laughs) that was the biggest failure of of the healthcare debate we lost by about one or two votes people filibustered it we needed 60 votes medicare is prohibited not only can they not but they're prohibited from negotiating with pharma And that is a great sadness because if you look at the VA, the veterans, Mm -hmm. they're allowed to negotiate. If you looked at their prices for your drug, I guarantee you, and you should, it's going to be somewhere way down below where you are. But the pharma has very, very, very strong lobbyists. Look, I praise God for the drugs they've created, but really don't get to the point where you're ripping people off like this and then the insurers... They're part of the problem in a way because they're not using their power to negotiate. But if I look at everything that I've proposed, one of the best things is to allow Medicare to negotiate. Because once they did that negotiation, they're so big, it would bleed over to everybody else. I'm sure you've thought about this quite deeply. What needs to change within certain members of Congress to get that uh, to happen? It makes, to me, it makes so much sense. Well, you know, it's, you've got to look at your member of Congress. You have to see how he or she voted on this issue of negotiating and a lot of other issues. And you have to hold them accountable. And if this is important to you, you need to basically tell them, you know, this is a representative democracy. Sir or madam, you don't represent me. And if you don't change your vote, I simply can't vote for you because you're driving my family into poverty because I have to pay to live such a huge amount. And I've heard this from so many other people. But this book, I'm telling you, I never met Dr. Rosenthal, but I'm on the end of her book and she dedicates a huge portion of it to the wheeling and dealing that the drug companies do to get away from having to charge reasonable prices. And again, just to reiterate, a lot of times they buy out the company that's done the generic and then they change the prescription a hair so they have another several years before, you know, they they, they figure it out. In my case, the packaging was slightly different. Right. Well, that's worth $100,000, right? Uh, Well, apparently. (laughs) It's awful. But you really need to become an activist on the point. One of the things that Dr. Rosenthal says is that we just can't sit back and say that's the way it is. Because it doesn't have to be that way. Great suggestions. And I, for one, am going to be a proponent of that. Good. I want to shift gears a little bit. I have always been fascinated by innovation. And I go back to the two bicycle mechanics invented the airplane. Two random guys. Two random techie guys invented Google. And I know them. You know them. (laughs) (laughs) 
what, in 20 years or so, Amazon went from a little online bookstore to turning the retail industry absolutely upside down, right right on its head. What can we be doing? What can Congress be doing? I guess that's two different mm-hmm. questions. To make sure that innovators like right. that, these brilliant little guys and women that are right. stuck in a garage in a corner somewhere, how do we nurture those kinds of folks to get healthcare innovation at that kind of level? Right. Well, you know, we do have grants through the CDC and the NIH so that we can make sure we can find the cures for various diseases. We do have research budgets and we have to encourage that research. We have a whole research for cancer that includes developing new therapies. But I do have to say this organization is such an important player because we talked a lot about in our debate, Newt and I, Newt Gingrich and I, about the opioid crisis. Right. And a lot of times somebody will walk right. into a doctor and say, oh, I just got this horrible back pain. Well, little did the doctor know that that person was getting opioids for years from another state and they're just shopping and your organization by keeping records and demanding records is going to really help a lot so innovation is critical and courage is critical and people keeping this issue personal i can't say it enough it is not too complicated for you to weigh in when you get a bill for something that you know is outrageous people on the other end of the phone will try to shut you down but, oh, yeah, they you know, do. <laughs> I'm married to a guy who's, he's fantastic. You know, I don't have the patience to argue all these things. <laughs> I hear him and he'll say, I don't care if the insurance company paid for it. Why did it go up a thousand percent from last year? This basic, you know, exam that I had. And I used to say, oh, honey, don't waste your time. Now I've changed my tune. And I say, yay for you. Well, decomplicate, make it personal, yeah. and, and be an activist. Those are three things you, so. you shared with me. And hold, and hold your elected officials accountable for their positions. Yeah, Senator, I wish we had more time. Picking your brain is just absolutely it's fascinating for me. Well, you were a wonderful interviewer. Thank well, you so much. I, I appreciate you taking the time. Barbara Boxer, five-term congresswoman and four-term United States senator, thanks for taking the time to share your perspectives Thank you. and insights. I really enjoyed it. That wraps this segment. On behalf of my guest, Senator Barbara Boxer, I'm Todd Youngblood. We'll be back in just a couple of minutes. Imagine Radio. 